Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now the season finale of What Woo! If. I'm Alex. Yeah, I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And as you probably figured out from that brief intro there, we're going to be talking about episode nine of season one of What If. What If the Watcher broke his oath. All been leading up to this. This guy, he has an oath that he's going to break it? I did not see this coming. He's he's done watching. It's wild. And not only that, he goes straight off the wagon this episode. He's like... He's like a guy who's like, well, I've never had ice cream. And then he has it one time and he's just knee deep in Ben and Jerry's by the end of the episode. It's basically yeah. what's going on there. This guy's interceding at a rate he would never have interceded <laughs> at before. He's not a watcher anymore. He's an actor. He's the actor. Mm. I appreciate your ice cream reference because Dairy Queen does get a shout out in this. I'm sure, that's definitely a thing I noticed and processed. Yeah. And the, actually, with. it's crazy. The only note I took was Dairy Queen for <laughs> yeah. this whole episode. It's nuts. I guess that's just where my head's at. Me and Pete, the same. Ice cream. So I assume you uh, you've listeners out there, the listeners, if you will. Exactly. Oh, yes, that's the actual the watchers. word for it. I was trying to do the a watchers. pun, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. The They're watchers. like watchers for li- for ears. Ear watchers. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Stop. I'm an ear watcher. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got him. Got In him. any case... If you haven't watched it, go watch it on Disney Plus because we're going to spoil the heck out of it. But as you probably figured out, all the threads come together in this episode. Pretty much every single last one of them, including some, we'll get to this in a moment, that we didn't even get to see. But the Watcher and Strange Supreme being together a team, a Guardians of the Multiverse, to fight against the souped-up Ultron with the Infinity Stones, who has been wrecking through the multiverse and destroying worlds and whole realities. Ultimately, spoiler, they're triumphant at the end. They stop Ultron. The Watcher goes back to being a Watcher. Strange Supreme is a Watcher in and of himself as he is watching a bubble reality inside his bubble reality of Ultron and Arnim Zola fighting. And we get a little teaser at the end, a little post credit sequence there with Peggy Carter seeing the Hydra Stomper has been in storage and maybe there's somebody inside. Could it be? Maybe. Could Just it got be choked up. Jeff Bezos? What? Yes, that's yeah. who I'm talking about. Don't ruin that. I don't know. Role. He's very rich. He buys a lot of stuff. Maybe he's like, I want to sit in a Hydra Stopper. In that's any case, good, good don't guess. fucking Thank plug Jeff Bezos in the middle of our fucking I get, thing, dude. I get $50 every time that I do. And Not worth it. Eventually, Not it's worth it. Out. He, this is his new big investment. He sort of stopped working <laughs> at Amazon, so now he's like, I'm going to give 50 bucks to podcast guys. Yeah, it's a real whisper campaign. Hey, I'm Jeff Bezos. In his na- name recognition isn't working for him. He wants us to get the word out. <laughs> Regardless, before we get into plot points about the episode, I think it's worth talking about the series as a whole, or at least the season as a whole. So... We've definitely been of different minds about different episodes, but how'd you feel about it now that you saw how it came together? 
Uh, I w- really wish maybe they like titled the whole thing like, you know, what if the Watcher broke his oath? Because like it made it all worth it. But along the way, I was pretty upset about the things that we had to be put through and the, you know, lows uh, we had to see our heroes reach. So like, um, it would have been a little bit nicer to know that going in a little bit that like, hey, you know what? We're not just going to torture you. Um, we kind of, uh, uh, it's it's part of a bigger picture that you can't see it. Yeah, like you're the kind of guy when you get on a roller coaster, you're like, I'm going to die here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you every high. Up, yeah, you're every I'm high calling my family being like, I love you if I never see you again. <laughs> you know. And then when you get to the end, you're like, oh, I did survive. Just like yeah. all the people who rode right before me and all the people <laughs> in line right after me. That's right. Because um, I have the sort of almost the opposite reaction, I think. Um, I liked the ride. And this episode left me feeling like, ah, okay. I feel like the whole series for me should have been titled, What If? Oh, that. What? Because it it just, uh, it it brought this, we all knew this various threads. And the fact that it was like, we're going to bring all the threads together. It felt like the threads came together um, almost uh, as one might have guessed, almost as if we had talked about this very episode being like this, and then that's what it was. Yeah, but also, like, it's this premise of what would it take for the Watcher to get involved? That's, you know that's I mean? always the premise. That's always the premise. What do you and mean that's always... always the premise? He's never really gotten involved before. He I... just sits there. This time he gets off his chair, stops making popcorn and says like, you know, hey, uh, I've got to really do something. Otherwise, all of everything is over every single possible universe. uh, So I have to do something. And so like, that's an interesting idea. Like, really, what would it take? And it's interesting, the kind of things that would uh, lead to that. So I was... um, I was kind of impressed by it, but it also kind of makes you think about like the evil Stephen Strange. Like if he didn't kind of start this, like would it have all kind of fallen apart like this? So it's interesting. Well, and like I like all these characters. Like the uh, let's let's break them down. We've got um, Captain Carter. Uh, yes, fun. amazing. She's fun. The back and forth with Black Widow was really great. The top, yeah. Uh, yeah, and also through, throughout, you know, not just at yep. the top, but... Well, there's a couple Black Widows that she talks to. There's the sure, one but either her, one. A lot of great yeah. banter. Yeah. Uh, then we get um, our uh, Star-Lord uh, T'Challa. The best Star-Lord of all time. I mean... Great Star-Lord. Just unbelievable. He you got to I mean? do some cool stuff. Um, Gamora didn't do a ton in here. Mm-hmm, was great mm-hmm. in the action sequences. Uh, Killmonger... Man. Uh, Killmonger, who comes through and is like, ends up being sort of a villain. A I bit. was like, why would you put Killmonger on the team? I was very excited to have Chadwick Boseman and, uh, you know, a Killmonger like talking and that kind of stuff and just kind yeah. of enjoying those uh, last characters while we could. Uh, but yeah, it was a crazy reveal that evil Doctor Strange figures out later mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, this is how it's supposed to go. <laughs> Well, uh, sorry, maybe I'm repeating something here, but I do think the 
I want to know. I, a it more. was weird, Alex. I felt like you were a watcher for a section there, mm-hmm. and you are just deciding to intercede because yeah. this conversation push Alex exactly to push Alex over mm-hmm. the edge. That's yeah. it. I'm now an actor. Is that what? Is? Congratulations! Uh, tread, tre- please that's... tread the boards. I wanted a little more from the Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Michael B. Jordan thing, you know, just sure. because that, and this is expectations for the movies, but Black Panther is so good and their relationship is so interesting in there. So amazing. To have it be very brief in here and only be paid lip service to was not enough for me. I understand we're talking about a half hour animated show and I totally get it and I get why it didn't happen, but to throw that in there and not have it pay off in a bigger way was a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, but better to have a little bit of something than nothing at all. But I agree. Like I could. That's what I think about ice cream. Wow. Uh, I I do think though that like I could have had a whole spinoff series just just the two of them. Uh, but uh, I was happy to, for the little things. But can we talk about something that doesn't get talked about enough? Chadwick Boseman was hilarious in this when the Beyonder like shows up. He's like, "Oh come on, man, get a new trick." I lost it. I thought that was so the funny. Beyonder? Do you mean the Watcher? Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Just making sure I didn't miss the Beyonder in there somewhere. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think overall, I liked this season. The I feel like a broken record when I'm talking about the show at this point. But the action is always really good, and this was a action heavy episode. Beautifully drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Given that you have one big action sequence essentially happening here, that was a lot of fun to watch. And I feel like a a broken Infinity Stone Crusher when I say this. Where the (laughs) fuck did this Infinity Stone Crusher come from? Yeah, exactly. How could we never seen that before? That seems super helpful. So who made that? That's a that's a device you make, and you're like, I don't know if I'll ever use. It's like having a (laughs) blender that only blends. uh, You go to sharper image, and you're like, yeah, I guess I'll order it. I don't know, it's on sale or whatever. (laughs) Then it sits (laughs) in the basement for a while until you get Infinity Stones. You're like, oh, this is great, and you use it once, and then rewrap it, regift it. Can we uh, yeah. uh, can we circle back around to the comedy of this episode, though? I Wait, mean, no, I on. do actually want to talk about the Infinity Stone Crusher because that's okay. kind of a crucial thing, and I don't know 100% that this part is true, that it ties into this episode, but there was an episode that was left out of the season that they weren't able to complete because of COVID. That was the episode with Gamora, with that souped-up Tony Stark that we see very briefly, and it's something that's been pushed to season two, so we will see that episode eventually. Um, But my initial impression was they left off the Infinity Stone Crusher because if you knew that was coming, you'd be like, well, that's how they're going to solve this problem is with the Infinity Stone Crusher. Yes. We've already seen that episode. Uh, But maybe it doesn't show up there. Maybe it doesn't actually play into that episode or like it's a side note in that episode because I can't imagine it's the focus because that would have teed it up too much. But again, that's most likely where that thing came from and why it seemed to come out of nowhere. Hmm. Yeah. It feels like that episode, do we know the title of it? Um it, it has crusher, to be something like what if crush. no Tony Stark crushing Infinity Stone Crusher. What if Tony Stark owned Sharper Image? I feel like it's like what if Gamora killed Thanos or some kind yeah. of like the bit about that, and you get all the ramifications there. But I, I agree, it had to be in that episode. The way they talked about it when it appeared there was like, look, you know this thing we always talk about. And it's like I don't, I don't remember all <laughs> what are, that. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. What's the plan here? 
Uh, it was uh, fun to uh, see Tony Stark be, you know, get kind of uh, put in his place a little bit. Like, no, Tony, not you. I'm grabbing Gamora. I did appreciate the different lights on that machine. I thought that was very nice and very helpful because the Infinity Stone Crusher is covering Ultron's face there, but you get to see when it's crushed each of the Infinity Stones as it's gone around. So very helpful design. I just hope in next season we get an Infinity Stone Crusher Crusher in case that thing gets out of control. Oh, Ooh, what wow. if somebody gets a crush on the Infinity Stone Crusher? What mm. if? Bill, what? <laughs> what if? <laughs> wow. Al, you really backed into that one. <laughs> also on that note, I have a question again, and this is me getting very niche and uh, I don't know. I knew this is coming. It's yeah. quibbling, I believe. Quibbling. A word you often That's use. the word that I was looking at. Yeah. Is... So uh, Ultron says that the Infinity Stones work differently in every universe. So why do his Infinity Stones work in every universe exactly the same way? I think this was something they put in here to speak to the quibblers out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think they were like, we just need to cover this because we've set up a reality where this shouldn't be working. And uh, let's just have a little line that sort of fritters away that that problem because yeah, but- i agree with you it doesn't make sense i think we could have had a line like i'll just turn this reality stone in up, up a notch or whatever and it'll work in any universe like there's a yeah. way to explain it more directly instead they sort of did a little legal ease and got out mm-hmm. of it it's it's a little frustrating and annoying just because it is this very weird plot hole that they keep punching on a little bit also i'll emphasize as i talked about in the last episode it doesn't matter like it ultimately like who cares as long as the episode is enjoyable we have a robot wearing another robot flying around with magic stones I'm not going to worry about it too much, but just and, in terms of explanation and keeping things consistent, that's something, I, let's be honest, the MCU does not do a whole lot of the time. I would like to, it, that uh, that magical robot does look like it was beaten by Magic Chef, which is also another robot. So that, that uh, Stone magic Crusher. Chef? Yeah, it looks like a Magic Chef a little bit. You know. Oh, the Infinity Stone Crusher. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Not Ultron. Yeah. I was like, Ultron's magic, magic chef. chef. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, Alex, when you say like a robot wearing another robot, do you think another robot would walk in and be like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like a human skin. If Alex had a human skin coat. Uh, yes, if. Alex does. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Alex is not human. <laughs> I have said when I die that, Alex, you can have my skin. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, to oh. make that coat you've so long coveted. What I, was and the best pants. part, Pete doesn't know this, but Justin actually used the Buffalo Bill voice when he told me that. And he said, oh, wow. Where my skin? I specifically, uh, I moved out of the state so I could get like a different kind of preference. And my card, uh, my driver's license, it's, you know, donor, except for Alex Alvin. If he needs anything, no. Oh, okay. But oh, it does say <laughs> donate, we'll donate heart, kidneys, skin, right? Yeah, exactly. Skin. I'd like to <laughs> donate my skin to science. I'm so sorry. The Somebody amazing thing about to... that is they got to be really careful when they're excising the heart or the kidneys. But with the skin, they got this machine that they just took you up to. It was like, and it sucks oh, the whole thing off. Stop. Like, that was the grossest. Ah, oh, stop. <laughs> Skinner. Human skin. Oh, come on, man. Uh, great, great stuff. Skinner. What if? What if? Um, now, IP, you said you wanted to talk about sort of the comedy side. Yes, of please. Which, which, again, I think I mentioned this before, feels a little weird. They don't have it. What are you talking about? 
the watcher sort of being a goof feels so weird to okay, me. Okay, like, fine, that, but uh, Thor was hysterical in this. I really love that whole uh, Viva La- Las Vegas moment was hysterical. Did you see his tattoo? It's a microscope and it says science. That is hysterical. That's fun. That's that was from a the callback. previous episode, yeah. Yeah, which was yeah. fun. I- that's, a, that's great. Um, Doctor Strange giving that giving them a drink, which I thought was such a weird little that moment. Was and weird. then having a bad toast, I was like, what is happening here? But they stopped for Chinese food, which is very understandable. I mean, there's some crazy fun stuff happening here. I know we've been harping on the same things all the time, but you've made this point several times, Justin, about them not really punching up the jokes enough. Not to punch up their jokes for them, but it felt like the the structure of the joke is, is there a universe with the best Chinese food that we can get it from? Smash cut to, well, this is the best Chinese food. But it didn't have yeah. that beat. It just cut to the Chinese food, which was weird. Or even, you could even, to to make your joke, which I think is good, into a evil reference, cut to them in the same setup as the shawarma scene. Yeah, exactly. Having that moment. Then, totally. Then it's like a nice little package that has an Easter egg element to it. You love a tech package. I do. I do love that. And so I agree with you. It just felt a little, and if it was about the awkwardness of these people don't know each other, like then that's funny. Like, oh God, uh, this is weird. You know, from different dimensions. I mean, from different cities, or like, like there's a way to get into like the dimensionality of it, which I thought could have been fun, because they sort of fell in all together pretty quickly, and the awkwardness was um, was meant to be just a one-off joke, I think. Well, once you have Chinese food with people, you know what I mean? Like, things are going to be a lot easier to get along. And also, like, speaking of the fun times, the sticky fingers, that was great. I Mm -hmm. I, I think Chadwick Boseman underrated. I really thought the comedic timing that he had here was just Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that Chadwick Boseman was underrated, which I don't think is true. But, Um, yes, yes. very funny in the series. They definitely played him for laughs and let him do a lot of jokes here, which was nice. There's this line. enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Um, there is a line, all too easy, Ultron says. Was that a reference to the Darth Vader line? Maybe. All too easy? And then he, it felt like the exact same moment, all too easy, that Darth Vader says to Luke and then gets One ruined. other positive thing that I'll say, Ross Marcon's voice for Ultron kind of bothered me in the last episode. Yep. It was surprisingly fine with it in this episode. Maybe it was just getting used to getting it. Getting used through, to it, yeah. Yeah, potentially, but... Or maybe he got the hang of it a little bit more, or the lines were a little sharper, but it really worked for me here, for whatever reason. Yeah, I agree. And you've mentioned it before, but just the action sequences, especially when we get into the big battle, I thought were just amazing. Like, it's a visual feast alone. We are complaining a lot, but like, the hammer swarm, the Marvel zombies dropping in. Yeah, dropping Marvel zombies was sick! Super dope. Um, And then in the fight, in the ensuing fight, we focused this sort of can't quote unquote camera focused on Ultron and all the heroes smashing on him. I thought that was a great choice made yeah. for such a visually different fight sequence. And the same when cutting back and forth to the soul stone that was sort of dropping around. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You got to see the battle from a new yeah. perspective. Yeah. Very cool. Is it possible? I, I don't think this is true, but I'm going to throw out a wild theory about this that ties slightly into how they do animation, but is it possible that they almost did the series Marvel style? Meaning 
Uh, the Marvel technique, for those of you who don't know, this is not something every Marvel writer uses, but essentially what Stan Lee used to do, or reportedly used to do, is outline <laughs> the story for an issue, send it to the artist, the artist would draw the entire thing, and then he'd go back and add the dialogue. And it almost feels like that's certainly something that does happen in certain ways in animation, where they will plan the whole thing out in advance. So it's possible that might point to some of the loose dialogue things we're talking about, where they have these uh, action sequences, they have the whole thing mostly visually planned out, and they're not going back and tweaking the dialogue. They're writing the dialogue potentially later. And I think a lot of animation actually works that way. If not sort of whole hog, mm -hmm. let's write the dialogue later, but like, hey, here's the general idea. Let's tweak this as we're going. I mean, I do love the idea of that, of like, let the kind of visual lead the way a little bit. And I think that's it's a smart way to do it. And speaking of animation, like you're talking about, why not uh, just go right from comics to the animation in the Marvel flip? It just seems like it would be such a better idea and such a smoother draw from the audience into the story that they're telling. At the family reunion we're having, you're being the Uncle Pete. This is when everyone steps away from you because we've heard you tell this story a hundred times. <laughs> I know you mentioned uh, this earlier, Pete, but I did want to shout out how good Haley Atwell is in this in particular. If nothing else, the series bringing us Captain Carter has been great. That is a great oh. character. A little detail that I wanted to mention that was dropped online the other day, the composer for What If?, mentioned that what she did for Captain Carter's theme is she literally took the Captain America theme and reversed it, like took the notes and turned them backwards because what if is all about inversion and flipping things on its head. So instead of having the dun, 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 it goes in the opposite direction for Captain Carter's theme, which I thought was really neat. Wow. But I wish I knew how music works because that sounds yeah. dope, uh, <laughs> but hard to execute. I don't know. You yeah. Could do, like, I'll just do it backwards. It still yeah. works. Haley Atwell, great. Love the friendship, and I think you did mention this earlier, Pete, between uh, Captain Carter and Black Widow, and I want to oh, see more on. of that yeah. going forward. Uh, not to jump forward to the vision board, but that was hands down my favorite part of the episode. I, yeah, it, it was cool. Yeah, it was really touching, and especially the kind of after credits thing was so moving. Uh, it was It was just this kind of... And also, Doctor Strange had a moment with uh, Peggy about, like, how did you get here? And he was like, like, you love. And, like, such a kind of interesting... It was a small was moment, cool. but such a cool moment. Did you think it was weird at all that when Black Widow ended up in this altered dimension where their Black Widow died, she didn't encounter Hawkeye? She encountered Nick Fury? Because I feel like to tie up that emotional arc it would need to be clit, right? I thought that too. I also thought, uh, like the watcher's like, I can't believe I'm going to intercede. And he's like, and I'll also throw this Black Widow into this random universe. I was like, what? That's You can't do that, dude. It's fine if she I doesn't want gotta... That's not, plus what is she going to say to everybody? Like, yeah, uh, uh, do you, Am I? can I hang out here? Like, do we don't know each other, but I know other, ver like it's just, I ask so many questions. Yeah, uh, it happens, though. It's very comic booky, so it's OK. I agree with you about the Watcher thing, but also it gets to the core of what they want to do with the Watcher, which maybe is the sticking point for you and me, Justin, is this is not the Watcher from the comic books. They yeah. are taking the Watcher literally to mean a Marvel fan. Like, that is how they are writing him. Right. That's the dialogue. A.K.A. Jeffrey Wright. Right. But this is the way in that they're giving is like, 
that whole speech he gives about stories and how the stories are important and you are as yeah. much part of the stories as the heroes are and all of those things. That's what they're driving down on here versus the Watcher in the comic books, who is much more about a record keeper, I think. He's not a fan. He's the guy who's like, well, I'm keeping the history of the universe. That's why I'm watching everything. Maybe. Yeah. Hasn't been very specific about it. But here, it's literally like he watches the stuff because he loves watching it. That's why. Yeah. He yeah. He loves it. He loves it. He's he a fucking loves it. <laughs> the, well, um, do you think that maybe Black Widow didn't need to see Hawkeye at the end because she is now a Hawkeye? The way that mm. she shoots oh, the Zola man, arrow dude. off of right the motorcycle? That's a tough shot. It's yeah. a tough shot. Well, I'm I mean, glad. Black Widow helped line it up. Why she? Was, it does you know, point out why do you need both? 100. percent I think yeah. that's the real lesson. We don't need a Hawkeye because we have a Black Widow eye. I 100 percent agree. Before we wrap up here, we should move on to our vision board session. And I think for vision board, let's talk about season two of what if we do have that teaser at the end as we talked about before we are going to be at this iron man episode iron man and gamora episode uh in season two presumably there's going to be more captain carter as well but what do you want to see pete i just wanted to quickly say the the kind of like hero uh being zola was a fun twist also uh i thought like that uh, actor is such an amazing part of that role, and I'm so glad we got to kind of hear his voice uh, take over Ultron. It was very satisfying. Uh, but as far as looking forward, I want to pick up right where we left off, and I want to see uh, Steve and Peggy get together. You know what I mean? Like, come on. What if we just kissed all the whole time is what mm -hmm. you want to see. What yeah. about you, Justin? What you, what's on your vision board for season two? I want to see sort of bigger swings, um, with what? the individual episodes, and I I feel like the impulse is going to be, like Pete's saying, let's pick up where we left off, let's make sure we include all these characters again, and build toward another storyline, maybe even featuring a powered-up Ultron. And I hope they don't do that. I want them to leave all of this behind. Maybe we can reference, we can see the uh, Strange Supreme uh, still holding onto this crystal ball every now and again. But otherwise, I think let's move into whole new stories, whole new universes, and really shake it up a little bit more. That was rough, though. That was like, hey, evil Stephen Strange, we know you're heartbroken, but just hold on to this crystal ball forever and make sure they fight for eternity, okay? Well, eventually, he just puts it on a shelf and just is like, hey, oh, when he has people over, like, don't touch it. Yeah, but it. if that eh, falls off, oh, that's yeah. a ball of evil. Uh, don't touch that. The... Big thing, but that you I know, eventually it's going to be holding up his sofa. He's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I need a little thing to jam in here." The big thing that I want to see is in line with what you were saying, Justin. Which I was not put off is probably too strong, but I was bummed out when they started with straight up Winter Soldier with Captain Carter right at the beginning of the episode. I don't want to see an episode that is the Winter Soldier, but with Steve instead of Bucky. Like, that is not interesting to me. I want to see them take that story. I want to watch the Captain Carter stuff more because, like you, Pete, I was surprisingly emotionally affected by yeah. that post credit sequence. But I want to see them taken in a totally new direction. Give us a totally new story. You have limitless stories in this universe. Why keep telling the same ones over and over again, you know? 100%. All right, folks, that is it for well, What I'm... If... Yes, I just please. wanted to say, I'm surprised you don't want, like, in the next season, them to sit us down and kind of, like, explain how each universe works and how the Infinity Stones can travel through the universe and work. You know, I, I feel like that's what you want. 
Yeah. What if we didn't keep messing up everything so much? That's the episode that I want to see. Wow. But, uh, Pete, I know you're making fun of Alex, but when mm-hmm. Doctor, when Strange Supreme ha- opened his amulet and had the time stone, I was like, this is weird. These stones. <laughs> you can't have these stones together. Yeah, you can't have these stones together. Again, they established in Loki that like the stones don't seem to work outside of universes. Uh, I don't know. It's Again, it's fine. Let's not worry about it. It's all good. What if yeah, is over for now? We will be back with Hawkeye in November, maybe a couple of episodes now, between now and then as well. But in the meantime, if you'd like to support the podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous. What if Alex wore both of our skins? <laughs> oh.